0: Chapter thirty three of an essay on crimes and punishments by Cesare Beccaria translated by Edward Duncan Ingraham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. Chapter thirty three of smuggling. Smuggling is a real offence against the sovereign and the nation but the punishment should not brand the offender with infamy because this crime is not infamous in the public opinion by inflicting infamous punishments for crimes that are not reputed so we destroy that idea where it may be useful if the same punishment be decreed for killing a pheasant as for killing a man or for forgery all difference between these crimes will shortly vanish it is thus that moral sentiments are destroyed in the heart of man sentiments the work of many ages and of much bloodshed sentiments that are so slowly and with so much difficulty produced and for the establishment of which such sublime motives and such an apparatus of ceremonies were thought necessary the crime is owing to the laws themselves for the higher the duties the greater is the advantage and consequently the temptation, which temptation is increased by the facility of perpetration, when the circumference that is guarded is of great extent, and the merchandise prohibited is small in bulk. The seizure and loss of the goods attempted to be smuggled, together with those that are found along with them, is just but it would be better to lessen the duty because men risk only in proportion to the advantage expected this crime being a theft of what belongs to the prince and consequently to the nation why is it not attended with infamy i answer that crimes which men consider as productive of no bad consequences to themselves do not interest them sufficiently to excite their indignation the generality of mankind upon whom remote consequences make no impression do not see the evil that may result from the practice of smuggling especially if they reap from it any present advantage they only perceive the loss sustained by the prince they are not then interested in refusing their esteem to the smuggler as to one who has committed a theft or a forgery or other crimes by which they themselves may suffer from this evident principle that a sensible being only interests himself in those evils with which he is acquainted shall this crime then committed by one who has nothing to lose go unpunished no there are certain species of smuggling which so particularly affect the revenue a part of government so essential and managed with so much difficulty that they deserve imprisonment or even slavery but yet of such a nature as to be proportioned to the crime For example, it would be highly unjust that a smuggler of tobacco should suffer the same punishment with a robber or assassin, but it would be most uncomfortable to the nature of the offence that the produce of his labour should be applied to the use of the crown, which he intended to defraud. Chapter thirty three.